Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. episode 183 of slam fire radio for december 2nd 2016 i'm one of your hosts kelly lynn i'm trevor wow <laughs> that was the big pause the, we ever, that was him frantically checking wait who's next is it my turn to go next no, i don't know who's no. next no i was ready i i was looking at it but she dropped the kelly lynn thing on me and i'm like can you not yes. use the same name twice in a row no. for those of us with ocd hey trevor <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're lucky I didn't get one of those. I didn't said I just stopped and paused. And well, last week you were jumping in. Now you're pausing. Yeah, and then of course the software, the editing software, cuts out the pauses, so it looks like there is no pause, and I come off as an even bigger jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I love that software. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, yeah, I'm Hi, Trevor. Hi, hi, Kelly. Hi. Should we do a show now? Mm-hmm. Uh, screw the other guys. They they had their chance. Let's just go on, you and I. <laughs> All right. So, what you doing, guns? Well, we got some other people here too. No, nope. we don't count, Adriel. We nope. didn't get our, we didn't get in in time, so we're out. Ke- Kelly's okay. lead host. She Thank decided. You, you guys no. just kind of. Matthew. Hi. hi. Who are you? I don't know. I'm Matthew. I guess. You're Matthew this week. I guess. But okay. If you're Kelly Lynn, then what am I, Matthew James? Do I have to go with your middle names now? Yeah. Yeah. Trevor is my middle name, so... No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Have you seen my birth certificate? Yes. No, you haven't. <laughs> yes. Trevor's I know your name, other name. But Trevor's the middle one. <laughs> Officially on my birth certificate, which I do not go by. And the funny story, so I go in and register my marriage license, right? Sorry. I, and now it was worse. I go in and, mar- <laughs> I go, I go in and register my marriage license... And she asked for my birth certificate. I show it to her. She looks at the name on the marriage license. She goes, well, you can't do that. Actually, I can. Well, no, you can't because it won't be legal. Here's the thing, miss. This is my marriage certificate. This is my money. And I'm going to pay to put on what I want. Yeah, but it might not be legal. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Work with me, lady. This is my way out. (laughs) Turns out the whole thing wasn't legal after all. You get nothing. What are you going to (laughs) do? Uh, well, you're going to put the name on you want when you're paying for it. That's right. So I don't think that would stand up in court if she sued me for alimony. What can you do? <laughs> Funnier my a, way. That's a really long intro. Yes. Yeah. And you haven't even yeah. gone yet. Yeah, no. you haven't. Hey, I'm Adriel. There hey, Adriel. And that wraps it up. Well, thanks for listening, yeah. folks. <laughs> yeah, we're done. All right. Tune in next week for Trevor's rants. <laughs> Rabbit holes. Marriage licenses uh. and... Maybe guns, maybe. Ginger, ginger beer, crazy glue up the nose. You just never know what's going to strike a memory with me. No. And we all know I don't have the filter to stop myself, so. Uh, Matthew. Yes. What you doing guns this week, please? I went. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I went over to Trevor's and shot some guns with him and Matt. And Muffin. Muffin came along, too, which was cool. Oh, I, I forgot about Muffin being there. Yeah. That did happen just last weekend, right? That was a long time ago. 
that wasn't two weekends ago. It was just last weekend. The first four days after the weekend are the longest. They really are. But it was fun. I mean, we, we shot some guns, and uh, I continued. Well, the the whole PAR debacle continues. No accuracy oh, no. out of it yet. No. Yeah. No. Oh, no. How much yeah, different here, kinds of ammo did you try? Uh, I tried everything. Oh. Yeah, all kinds of different stuff. Uh, we were getting, well, I don't can, know, three, can I jump in? three to four MOA. Yeah, Chuck, you can jump in, of course. Um, no, it doesn't matter. It was uh, you, You're saying how you tried everything, and I was just going to point out that you tried various loads of 55 because that's what the guy shot it with at the factory right. and produced this amazing target, so you didn't feel the need to do anything other than 55. Well, what I so. meant by I tried everything, I meant different loads. It was all 55-grain projectiles, but I tried uh, the Norinco bulk. I tried uh five different loads of varying weights of gunpowder. So uh, I, tr- I ran the gamut. Now, here's yeah. the thing. When I got the rifle, the upper and lower were quite loose. And I didn't put an AccuWedge in it, but I did shim it. Mm. And uh, when I sent it back, I took that off because I wanted to, I mean, I wanted to set it back to, here's the thing. I don't think I've shot it without that shim in there yet. So that's out now. The shim is out. The, the play is back between the upper and lower. Everybody else online says that the play is there on theirs too, and they're getting fine accuracy. So I've taken the shim out. I'm taking it back to the range. I'm trying it without the shim. I can't see that making any difference at all, but I'm going to try it. I mean, it's a variable, right? Mm. Mm. So anyway, that's that's all I got. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to try that, and no accuracy still after taking the shim out. Like, at this point, I will have tried virtually everything because I have tried different weight projectiles as well with it um, yeah I'll just sell it I'll, I'll give the guy whoever buys it a heads up saying hey look I'm not getting good decent uh, not getting decent accuracy out of this thing but heck of a fun rifle so go ahead and buy it if you want it <laughs> I don't want to well, sell anybody a dud but at the same time I don't want it either if it's not going to be accurate well it's hard for you to come into a podcast talk honestly about the gun and then put up an ad and not be honest in the it's not like you know it's not like you're not going for full disclosure week oh, exactly. after week. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, whatever. I also got to shoot uh, Matt's uh, Volkhorts infusion a bit more while I was there. I tried to get some cool footage of it being shot, but Trevor would not cooperate I'm, with me. I'm sorry. I I'm you really- sh- you should see the footage I have. It's just <laughs> I have like five minutes of just wasted. Trevor standing and not shooting, putting the rifle down, swearing, no, I don't want to shoot that. I'm like, just pr- just just pull the trigger. I just want some footage. No, no, he he couldn't he wouldn't cooperate. I thought like, sorry. It was so it was so awful. Um, like I should have just I, I I hated the rifle so much that I wouldn't even force myself to shoot it for the sake of Matthew's video. That's how pathetic and petty I was being. It was it was terrible. I couldn't look past my own hatred for the rifle long enough to help him get footage and i do feel bad because i should have just like yes, I, I wasn't i yeah. yeah i really wasn't thinking yeah. about the video no i was so meanwhile proud. i mean it's not i mean it was subtle i mean it's hard to tell that i was the right there in was your like, face with your camera yeah, yeah. but but <laughs> that that's how awful this rifle is why do you hate it it was the most uncomfortable thing blocky uh... chunky i couldn't get a good cheek weld it was it was so uncomfortable to shoot. It was almost borderline painful. Meanwhile, it fits me fairly well, and I have no issues with it, comfort wise. I mean, it's not the most comfortable rifle in the world, but it it 
it's comfortable enough. It's just as comfortable as any other rifle I've shot. Uh, I find it to have a, a decent cheek weld. Uh, you know, it, it is chunky. It, it's, you know, big and blocky, but, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Um, it, oh, it was accurate. Oh, my God, is it ever accurate? <laughs> but it was, it was like, it was like I had an aversion to it. I, I, like, literally, like, put it down, looked at it, and said, I don't want to shoot this. Like, don't make me shoot this. It's <laughs> like you were giving me a vaccine that I and was afraid of needles or something. It was, don't make me do it. It was awful. Not just the rifle, just my, my complete and utter aversion to it. I've never encountered a firearm like that where I Yes, like, you have. I, I've seen you give the same treatment to one of those Tokarev pistols. Somebody oh, handed you one, and, and then you wiped your hands off on your pants when you put it down. <laughs> like, I don't even want residue of this on me. That's true. I'm not right. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a lot of fun shooting it, and uh, I think Matt did too. And, and like I said, we got some some really good results accuracy wise out of that. Way under an inch at 50 yards with just Blazer ammo. Like it's uh, it, it's an accurate rifle. I like it for that for sure. Trigger on it is really nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I still don't have all the footage I need to finish my video, so I'll be heading back to the range again to uh, to finish up. Right is jerk yeah he kind of is but that's okay i'll take another one of my friends who likes being in my videos and does good work in my videos i, I enjoy your videos yeah I just sorry i said i was sorry anyhow yeah that, that's all i did just shot some guns with trev and matt and muffin and and had some fun and i guess that brings us to trevor and what he did well, um, did the same, obviously, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, highlights for my weekend, um, I got a load developed for my 30-06. I finally picked up some 165-grain projectiles. I got the Hornady SST bullets with a cantalure and um, wanted to work with 4064. Came up with, uh, I think, max charge is 52.5, and at 52, I was getting sub-MOA groups out of that rifle, and Matthew was there. He can attest to it. He was the one that was, like, covering five shots with his thumb and was like, no, dude, this is, you're, you're good. You're sub-MOA. So that's awesome. I got a whole bunch of brass prepped, um, some with turn necks, some without. So I've got some put aside to do a comparison to see if I actually get an increase in accuracy with the turn necks. Otherwise, whatever it is, I want the most accurate ammo I can. Um, but you know, if, unless it's significant, I'm not going to go through, uh, the tedious chore of turning the necks on ammunition for a hunting rifle. So the brass is ready. Um, and I'm going to, uh, load a whole pile up and then go, f I don't know, shoot a box or so, uh, fire form the brass and then load that box up. And that'll be the box that I use. If I go hunting, let's say, um, I helped Lorette mount two scopes. So he bought a target rifle and he bought a hunting rifle and he bought a couple of vortex optics and some rings. So he brought all of that with him and we used my Wheeler engineering, uh, level, level, level kit with the, uh, scope Which lab. worked oh so well. Yeah. I've ne I don't think I've ever been satisfied with it. I don't know what I'm doing if I'm not like the, there's a level for the rifle that goes in the action on the bolt face or the races that the bolt runs on. And you would think, okay, the level, the action is level, but the level on the scope, make the two levels level, pick it up. It should be fine. Not one of us picks up a rifle after doing that and says that the scope is straight. No. We all find it always canted. Yep. So and we, we all, we all found it canted in the same direction. So it wasn't like it yeah. was our biases and it was off by a significant amount. So, so either the bench isn't level or the, um, the, that, uh, 
Oh. The, no, yeah. it doesn't make sense because the, the a bubble is going to be level no matter what orientation the bench is. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if the bubble's in the center, that means it's level. So the level the bubble was level, but the rifle wasn't level. So perhaps the rails, the, what do you call them? The runners, the, the racers. racers. Yeah, maybe yeah. they're not level. Maybe they're on, you know, different heights on either side. I, I don't know. But um, regardless, gotta, we could not get it to work right. Yeah. I think out of all the times I've used that tool, I've only been satisfied once. Almost always end up just doing it by eye, holding the rifle up, shouldering it, and running the scope against like a straight edge in the room somewhere, and using it that way. Anyway, we uh, but we lapped the rings for both of those rifles, and then went to the range, and he sighted them in, and he um, fire formed several boxes of brass, and then we took that brass back and uh, we uh, neck sized it and cleaned it all in my stainless steel tumbler. So he went home with a bunch of prepped. We trimmed it all. Uh, the only thing he needs to do is um, do the flash holes and the primer pockets, uniform them. Otherwise, it's uh, fire-formed and cleaned and neck-sized and trimmed. So he's well on his way to having uh, brass that's ready to go to reload for those. He's going to get into reloading. That's why he came up not only to get the rings done, but to check out how to reload for uh, rifle. So that was the first thing we did Friday night was do a little crash course, Matthew and I, on uh, how he, uh, what he needs, what he doesn't need, and stuff like that for reloading for for uh, rifle. And then, and I'm glad Matthew was there for this one because he knows that I've been fighting with my Thompson Center off and on for a long time. Sometimes it's good and accurate, and other times it's not accurate and it hasn't been consistent. Well, I figured it out. Took the bipod off the rifle and shot at least MOA, right, Matthew? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So at least MOA with um, Winchester White Box, which it has always liked, surprisingly, which is good because I don't have to buy premium factory ammo to get good uh, good accuracy out of it. Um, but now that I figured out the issue is, I'll go back to I had developed a load for it um, with a 40-grain bullet which I'm not really crazy about because it's kind of light, so it's not very good in the wind, but it, it was really accurate even with the bipod on there, so I can't wait to get back out and see what it's going to shoot like with that ammo without the bipod. And uh, I this is my last week off where I go to work, go back to work, and I've just been prepping brass at, like literally all day, except for taking a break to uh, fletch up a dozen arrows because archery's going to start up soon. And um, right before the show tonight, I bought a 1022. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly sure. You it's bought a, a 1022? Yeah, a friend of mine got the rifle on trade for a bow that he sold. The guy gave him the 1022 and some cash. It's got a, uh, it's all, like the barrel is, look, is a heavy barrel, stainless, but the receiver and the synthetic stock are all camo dipped. So I'm not sure which model it is, but right now it's sitting in a wood, like a traditional uh, 1022 wooden stock. So um, I got the rifle and the two stocks and a Bushnell scope of some sort. Nothing too high end. So with the antlers on the cap, I can't remember which one it is. Nothing, nothing amazing. But anyway, I, I, that's uh, a loophole, I think. No, it says no, 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 no. The, the, no, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so the fact that it says Bushnell is... No, no, that, that, that's one of those new Bushnell loopholes. Rice. Yes. Okay. Yep. Excellent. All right. Well, no, You got good, a good then. scope there, man. Yeah, so I'll sell that and keep yep. the rifle. Yeah, yeah. So, good call. Uh, <laughs> so I what are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with the twenty two? Well, yep. first thing, first thing I was going to do was toss the factory barrel in the trash and get a, a good barrel and then drop it in a Magpul stock. But since it's got 
a heavy barrel on it already, well, great. There's one less thing I have to buy. Uh, whether or not I keep the goofy-looking camo receiver or strip it, I'm probably going to strip it and drop it inside a um, Magpul stock. Why don't you? Oh, is there what? What's this Magpul stock you speak of? Is it like an AR look-alike thing, or you know that Hunter you know that girl that that girl that we podcast with? Yeah, yeah, she's got one in hers, and she's posted pictures of it. And I don't her look at pictures. Her boyfriend <laughs> got one. And then. No. Does, I thought you had like a Boyd's stock on yours, Kelly. No, I have uh, Magpul Hunter X twenty-two. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. it is. I amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Tell you what, I won't do. I what? won't. I won't drill a hole in the back of my receiver to, to facilitate. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with doing that. I know. I'm just being a. <laughs> oh, that stock. Yeah, so it's going to look kind of like your five, your Mossberg 500. Yeah. So you're you're happy with the ergonomics of that? Yep. Okay. And uh, well, that being said, I've never held it, but I mean, I like that grip angle, so to speak. Okay. Um, they make it for the 700 as well. Just. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, so. And yep. you can change it out with new, you know, the cheek risers and all that, and the buttstock. Mm-hmm. Add to it, subtract to it from it. It's yep. really cool. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, I wanted to ask you. Matt was supposed to help you out with uh, your trigger. Did yeah, you we we couldn't get the gun apart. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. I offered with the sledgehammer, and they're like, "No." I was like, "Whatever. <laughs> you don't want he my was- help? Fine." He was there for us, like he was totally there for us. Bottle of whiskey in one hand, sledgehammer in the other. I'll, I'll fix it. Hold yeah, that it. sounds like me. Yeah, yeah. it was totally you. Yeah. Um, the first thing you have to do to disassemble the stock three is remove one half of the safety. It's got an ambi safety, and to punch that pin out requires a uh, a pretty staunch, stiff punch. And I've got a cheap set of roll pin punches from. Uh, Princess Auto, and it immediately started to fold. Mm. Uh, so I talked to the guys at Freedom Ventures today, and they use a uh, better quality set of roll pin punches from Brownells. So I will get on the uh, on the old Brownells website there shortly and pick up a better quality set of. Actually, I think Muffin has a set of Brav roll pin punches from Brownells because he bought a whole AR Armorer's kit. Hey, when you do that, uh, use the link from the website so we get a little bit of money back. Mm-hmm. I'll probably do it from somebody else's podcast just to, you know, <laughs> just like I donate to my us to myself. Uh, <laughs> so that's all I got. What about uh, you there, Adriel? You kill anything this week? Uh, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I went. I went. Uh, so I got my deer uh, on the last show. But, uh, you know, so the deer was done. Uh, and I went out and shot a grouse in the face with a, a Savage 6A. 22. No, I did. I mean, if, if you're going to go grouse hunting with a 22, you got to shoot them in the head because you don't want to uh, put a body shot in and, and ruin all that meat they're going after, oh, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I literally cut the head off of one last time I was out. He stuck his head up nice and high, and I shot just underneath his chin and detached the head from the body completely. They have chins? Well, what's that <laughs> face or his beak called? <laughs> a waddle. A waddle. <laughs> Yeah, I don't got much of a waddle, but yeah, I, I, I got one of those and ate it and uh, ate mostly it. <laughs> ate it. Yeah, uh, mostly did processing of games. So we took those uh, deer, my deer, a couple of my buddies' deer, and we turned them into a ton of sausages and jerky. So we got all that stuff made up. You mm. know, you could mail me jerky when you mail me that shot saver. Or oh, I've, got, I've got two of them on my desk right now, the shot savers, the match savers there. Yeah. 
I'll throw some jerky. Just, I'll throw some jerky there. in there. I'll wait until Monday because it's going to be real cold here, so it'll it'll stand a better chance of like f- like really freezing and then making it out to you. <laughs> but it's it's jerky, isn't it? Gonna isn't it shelf stable? Oh, I use I, I I like my jerky a little bit softer. I don't like like really hard and crispy. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the way I, I like, like it too. Softer. Yeah, I don't like it soft. Oh wait, which which way did you? <laughs> yeah, phrasing. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> you like our jerky tender? I like no, yes. I don't like my jerky tender. I like it. I like leather? it. Leathery? Yeah, I like the leather. Nah. Well, if, if you're gonna take, if you're gonna like, I don't know, go out in the wilderness and and like survive for a couple of weeks, the leathery stuff is better. It won't yes, go bad. That's right. But the soft stuff, like, it's not like eating a steak, but it's like. It's it's a lot closer than eating like a leathery style jerky. So I do the softer stuff and I freeze it. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right then. I mean, it's your jerky. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I, I accidentally uh, did some up that was way too dry and it just crumbled. It wasn't that wasn't that was a, a little bit too far. But uh, I also make some sausage with uh, sheep intestine uh, and oh my uh, cheddar cheddar cheese and jalapeno. And it is so good. It's so good. Like, you have to freeze it because it's got cheese in there. But uh, as you slice it up, it's got these little gooey bits, and it's got that pop from the uh, jalapeno. So, anyway, this is not Um, (laughs) gun-related. It's food-related, though. (laughs) Yeah, I fired one round for my 30-odd-6. Oh, yeah, so I fired one round for my 30-odd-6, and now it's for sale. So, I guess I I, I set it in. I fired 20 rounds from my 30-odd-6, and now it's for sale because I shot it. So Why are you selling it? Well, why am I selling any of my guns? I buy guns, and I review them, and I uh, sell them. Uh, yeah, okay, I guess. Don't you yeah. want to keep a hunting rifle, or do you have one? Uh, well, no, I mean, I'll, I'll get a hunting rifle for next year. I mean, the Tika was new as of I got you. Yeah, July, okay. August. Yeah, I got you. Kind of like what I do with bows. I get a new bow every year. You shoot it, give it back, and get another one. Yep, yep. If cool. I uh, if I had a store that I could work out a deal like that, I'd just do that. I just I wouldn't buy sell. I would just like trade out and well, you know get, get like, like this Tika's still got the stickers on it. Looks good. Nice. Yeah. Did Anyways, you, did yeah. you want to talk about that photo that's circulating around the internet of you from that? Uh, <laughs> You're famous. Oh, uh, now I'll have to put the link in the show because <laughs> that was the best screen capture I've ever seen. Like <laughs> you got a, a duber face on there, like. Like you licked yeah. the gun and it didn't taste the way you expected it. <laughs> <laughs> so what Trevor's describing is is there's like a, a quiz out there that you, you use to see how much you know about guns in the first one. 90% ones. of the population can't identify all 50 of these firearms. Yeah, That's did you see it. what the other choices were though? It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. the correct one and then it's like howitzer, <laughs> G-A-U-8, you know. It's, <laughs> Well, the first one, it's a Glock 17, but you got to select Glock 19. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Adriel, Adriel's beautiful face is question number four. They they took a screenshot of one of his videos and asked you to identify the shotgun in his hands. <laughs> and and the look. Yeah. It's, it's a derp Mid-video. face. Mid-video. Mid-video. <laughs> yeah. Mid-spoke more like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll, I've got a bunch of guns for sale if anyone wants to buy them. i got a Savage 10TR and an MDT HS3 chassis with a skeletonized buttstock. i got a Tika T3 that I shot a deer with in the face. i got a Brennan I-6 Brigadier Inox and 40 Smith & Wesson, XDM and 45, and a Salmon 45 ACP. It's all I'll say about that. 
Um, I'm going to buy um, Spectre Ballistics is this guy in Edmonton here who I've talked to a couple of times. He's bringing in these brakes uh, stainless with a knit right finish on them for 50 bucks. So I'm going to try one of those. I've been using a Michelic brake, which there's nothing wrong with the Michelic brake. It, um, the thing I don't really like about it is it uses a jam nut instead of a, uh, oh, what do you Brain fart for a second there. The, the washer yeah. that goes between the, it's called a crush, crush washer. washer. Crush washer. Jeez, holy, like that just left my mind for a second. Yeah, instead of a crush you washer. You probably had the same look on your face while trying to think of the term <laughs> as you did in the photo. <laughs> probably. Adriel's strokey face. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the Mitchell-like break is good. It's cheap. It's 45 bucks. It's effective. Uh, but I don't like the I don't like the jam nut on it. It's made. It's designed for an like uh, an older style of AR that uh, had two different uh, I, I believe thread lengths on them. So this is good for either one. Uh, but these days everything just uses the the uh, crush washer. So. Uh, I want to run one of those, run a crush washer, and hopefully, hopefully it's lighter than this one. I don't know. It's fifty bucks. Who cares? Uh, um, and so uh, that's about it for me. Send send me uh, a PM with your uh, price for your Enox. Okay. All yeah, right. we'll. Cool. Yeah, that's it for me, Kelly. Uh, so Saturday I went out to SFRC. It's what I do on Saturdays, but they had their Black Friday sales, so I bought a gun. What? Yeah, I did. What'd you buy? <laughs> I bought the... Uh, oh, right, yes. I remember yeah, yeah. what it is. I was yeah. asking for the listeners because, you know, whatever, because they don't know. <laughs> They're not in our private Facebook I realized that, but I literally forgot what she bought. And oh, I, was I actually, see. Yeah, and then I looked at the notes and I remembered the joke I made. That's right. What joke was that? It was About dumb. Sh- shooting German youth or something? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, in fairness, dumb. Matthew, most of my jokes are. So. <laughs> Hey, the first yeah. step is understanding and acknowledgement yeah. and it's acceptance. It, it's yeah. the Wait, second step, step of caring that I can't get to. Yeah, carry on, Kelly. <laughs> so I bought a Deutsch. It's uh, called a Deutschwerk Model One. Uh, it's the German youth model that they had uh, made from I think it was 1921 to 1936. So it's a 22, and it's a single shot, and it has a funny um, lift top action on it. It's pretty cool, actually. It's uh, it's tiny. Uh, is that the one where you kind of pull back and then the whole sort of top half of the action lifts up? Oh, that's up? a Luger. That's a Luger. That's the other <laughs> famous German gun. <laughs> they really like those top flippy actions. They do. Yeah. But anyways, so I got one of them. Uh, my brother had one and I really liked his. So uh, they had it uh, there and it was brand new. Somebody brought it in and they had it for 125 bucks, and uh, somebody priced it wrong. It was supposed to be... 225 bucks and then they gave me the discount on top of it so i got it with taxes in for 120 bucks wow you got the nolan ryan discount i know eh? anyways you actually get that reference yes i don't (laughs) i don't think kelly does either but for the sake of moving on she's saying yes nolan ryan rookie card one thousand one hundred dollars and a kid at a card shop sold it for eleven dollars decimal points matter whoops The Nolan Ryan discount. Yeah. Do you know who Nolan Ryan is? <laughs> I'm just oh wondering, too. <laughs> Wasn't he the first guy on the moon or something? Yeah, that's yeah, why he's got a Yeah, that's what I thought. One of the best pitchers of all time. Yeah. The, the, he had a really good picture on his card, is and, that what you're saying? And he went to the moon. <laughs> yeah. He threw baseballs on the moon. Oh, my God. All right. Where is this going? Nowhere fast. <laughs> <Yeah. Biggest laughs> 
so the other th- I'm going to just proceed. Just plow right uh, on through. Just yes. keep right on going. So the other thing I did was that we finally went to the range again on Sunday. It was nice out, but it was a little cold. Shot some pistol. Had some fun shooting some pistols that I don't normally shoot. I shot Kevin's Norenko Colt. It's a... Uh, Colt Woodsman clone. Sorry? Colt Woodsman clone. Colt Woodsman clone. It was I used this- to have one of those. Okay. Anyways, I shot it. <laughs> They're pretty cool. Uh, They're hard to take apart, though. <laughs> I may have got ahead of myself. You said it was an Arinko clone of... A Sig P226. Oh, yeah, it's an MP34. That's yep. not a cold clone. No, it's not. That's an MP34. Those are cool. I, Owen used to have one of those. I used to have the... Uh, no, it's an MP22. I used to have the MP34, which is a, okay, let's, the 229. Let, let Kelly finish up here. <laughs> oh. Okay, That's... go ahead. Just, you're good. Which, which one did you shoot? She shot the P226. Right. You had two smoking groups that you posted. So the P226 was everything, 10 shots all in a row, all touching. They were probably, I don't know, quarter size, right? How far away from the target were you? 10. 10. Feet? Ten. Mm. No. no, not feet. <laughs> Yards. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's impressive. Good shoot. Damn straight. I mean, this was a group that you or I would, like, push to get, man. Like, this is a serious group. I'm a little intimidated now. I'm not going to lie. And I also shot his MAP VTAC as well. So that one, I had a couple that were not on center, just re- refocused, and yeah, all eight of them were all touching. Cool. So my Glock, not as good, but that's okay. And I'm well. The single action of a, of a, I mean, it's going to be better than the trigger pull in your Glock yeah. anyway. But yeah. yeah. And those VTAC MMPs are like Snuffleupagus nice. has one. It's one of the most accurate handguns I've ever fired. Mm-hmm. I like but the sights on them. The sights are good. The apex trigger is good. Yep. Yep. And that, and I only shot 15 rounds to my rifle just to make sure I confirmed the zero after cleaning it, and it was good. So I really enjoyed the pistol part of it, though. It yeah, with groups like that, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also signed up for the active killer defense course that's going to be happening on Sunday, so I'm going to go into that. Rick Woods is putting it on. Mm-hmm. Guess who cool. else is going? Uh, active killer defense Sunday. Mm-hmm. You and Kevin and yeah, and Brian and Brian Bolivar. Yeah, he's going too. Oh, excellent! So we're gonna go and hang out a little bit. Lucky. I know you guys aren't here, so. I know I'd love to take one of Rick's classes. It'd be good. Uh, the other thing that I did was I worked on a couple of calendars. So we finished up the Canadian Coalition for Firearms Rights Gunny Girl calendar is now officially on sale. You. It's uh, being printed as we speak, and if you go to the CCFR uh, website and go on to the store, it's in there, and you can pre-order it. It'll be delivered in time for Christmas, so go and buy it, because there's some amazing ladies in it, and it's, it's quite beautiful. Uh, the other calendar that I worked on is the Slamfire uh, calendar <laughs> for next year. <laughs> Those, it, it's not as beautiful, and it needs a little bit of work, but I'm going to work on it. Beauty I, is in the eye of the beholder, so I disagree with you. <laughs> Kelly, I, I mean, I hate you. It's really, I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm not even going to beat around the bush. Like, I just want you to know that I hate you. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. You guys looked pretty good in a pair of Speedos. No, our poorly <laughs> photoshopped well. faces on the Korean dive team looked good. <laughs> I tried printing it at work. It didn't print very well, so that that part okay. could be improved. But well, we still have to get Matthew in there in a couple nope. of years. 
well. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. So if anybody's interested, please let me know. I'll be having them out in January. All right, so we're coming into upcoming events. Uh, the Just like I was saying a few seconds ago, Active Killer Defense is happening on Sunday, December 4th in London, Ontario. Our friend Rick Woods from uh, Fire Art Solutions Training is putting that on. I think there's still spaces for people to sign up. So if you do want to sign up for it, go to activekillerdefense.com uh, or to Fire Art Solutions Training sorry, fireartsolutions.ca, you can sign up there. It's 150 bucks, but if you are a teacher, you get it for free, and come on out, and you can actually wrestle with me on Sunday. Huh. I'd pay 150 bucks <laughs> for that. Huh. Especially after what you did with the CCFR calendar. I would definitely <laughs> pay No, the Slamfire calendar. Yeah, sorry, the Slamfire calendar, yeah. All right. The next one that's uh, coming up is the seventh annual Canadian Podcasters Charity Shoot that's going to be happening on Sun or Saturday, July eighth, uh, two thousand and seventeen. It's going to be at the Guelph Rod and Gun Club. Uh, we really do need to confirm that, but that's what we're saying right now in Guelph, Ontario. Uh, the Canadian Patriot Podcast is putting it on this year, and the charity of choice is Many to One. So if you have any questions, uh, go and. Uh, message Andrew at Canadian Patriot Podcast about that and we'll have more information when that becomes available as well uh, the next event is Got Your Six uh, Charity uh, Shoots, the sex second annual uh, Precision Rifle Competition. It's on July 22nd and 23rd in Edson, Alberta. Funds raised uh, go towards the War Horse Awareness Foundation as well and you can check them out at www.gotyoursixshoot.com Woohoo! And if you have any events, let us know, and we'll put them on here, and we'll uh, we'll chat them up as well. So, news. Who put all these stories in? Well, I got the first one. Um, oh. Super excited. Um, CZ, uh, very popular firearms manufacturer in Canada. They make all kinds of uh, pistols. And, uh, of course, they make uh, a couple of rifles that we like so much, both hunting rifles and, and sporting rifles. They're in the pistol world, most notably known for the CZ-75, the pistol that some people claim is the most carried pistol by law enforcement in the world. Very, very popular over in Europe, of course. They also make such um, IPSC pistols as the CZ SPO-1 Shadow and introduced this year the SPO, or uh, I don't think they're calling it the SPO-1, or the newest version is the Shadow 2, which is uh, just a sweet, sweet Ipsic gun. So it's a, uh, a souped-up version of their regular CZ-75. Um, they also make some polymer-framed but hammer-fired pistols, which I really like, the um, P07 and the P09. Well, they finally did it. They've uh, they've warmed my heart by introducing the new P10, which is a striker-fired duty gun from CZ out of the box. It's going to have ambidextrous controls, a polymer frame with three back straps, and um, what else can I tell you about it? It's, Pretty much uh, all, all the same stuff, except they're claiming that the trigger is going to be not garbage, like all the others polymer striker fired pistols yeah i guess yeah yeah pretty much you're right adriel i mean almost all the newest polymer polymer striker fired pistols have a low bore axis have ambi controls um this one uses the same mag as the po9 i believe and uh there's an awesome review on it and video on the um the firearms blog 
and uh, of course everybody. Mac. Milty Arms Channel has the uh, YouTube video, and they're the guys that have That's the it. exclusive uh, first little bit with it. So I think that they actually went to the Czech Republic to shoot mm-hmm. this gun mm-hmm. and and shoot this video. So they've they've got a, a decent video on it. They do, and the, you're right. That's one of the things that they talk about the most is how I made the. They actually say that it puts the Walther PPQ trigger to shame. So hmm. we're seeing we're seeing duty guns with with competition triggers hitting the market more and more. I think is what's happening. The days of the uh, Glock uh, stapler trigger are, are certainly gone. So I will have one of these. Um, I was going to get the um, Walther after uh, in sometime in the new year, but I think I will wait and pick one of these up because I love CZ pistols. I was going to get a P09, but eh, hammer fired right. So P10 uh, is one better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm really looking forward to that. So check that out on the Mac channel, military arms channel to see that video. I've got the next one here. This is, uh, um, you you remember I I mentioned last week that there was this sound moderators. There was guys who are working to legalize suppressors here in Canada. Mm -hmm. Uh, I find, I finally found the link. It's soundmoderatorscanada.ca. I'll throw all the link into the show notes. Long story short, it's a uh, uh, it's an organization trying to legalize uh, suppressors here. So uh, it's an important part of PPE for for everyone out there who's shooting. And I think that for for hunters, like when I took that shot at that doe, my ears were ringing for uh, maybe like a minute or two afterwards, and that's permanent hearing damage. And I'd much rather take that shot with a suppressor on and not suffer that hearing damage just because I want to go out and get get hunting. Yep, absolutely. You're right. You're right. When you hear that ring, that's the sound of a hair cell dying, and they don't grow back. And when you lose enough hair cells, you lose hearing. So uh, definitely a safety device. There's no reason why we shouldn't be allowed to have it. Yeah, it's really disappointing, too, because as I've been getting older, I've been getting, like, hairier and hairier ears. You think that they would just grow back <laughs> my hearing? <laughs> no. It's not. <laughs> no, that's how no. it works. I think you nailed yeah. it. <laughs> Science. No, it's, it's it's like all the other hair on men. It migrates, right? It goes from your head to your back. It goes from your inner ear to your outer ear. That's that's a natural progression. <laughs> all right. Who has the next one? Uh, well, so uh, we had mentioned again. I think we had mentioned this not last week, but the week before that. There's this cool bullpup shotgun coming in. I've, I finally got some details on it. It's called the UNG12. Um, it may be coming in through Wolverine or through um, uh, Tactical Imports. I'm not quite sure. Uh, they're both. Uh, they've both got a little bit of information on it. Uh, but it's a. It's it's a a, a really cool looking space gun kind of a shotgun. Uh, it's again like it like any other bullpup. There, you're reloading your mags up into your armpit, and there's you know some some pros and cons to it. But uh, it definitely looks cool. And uh, I believe it still doesn't have an FRT. Uh, Wolverine Supplies had, had placed one in for an FRT, so um, we're probably still a ways away from these things being legal here in Canada. But they definitely look cool. It does look very cool. It actually reminds me a little bit of a, I want to say because of the way the front is made, like it looks a little PS90. Is Are you seeing this? Uh, PS90, or, or am I or, using I too much? Like, I was thinking like an FS2. That's it, FS2000. I confuse yeah. those two. Yeah. Yeah, it has a little FS2000 uh, quality to it. 
Well, that foregrip is like, yeah, they're definitely FS2000. It yeah. looks kind of like a boat at the front. <laughs> it does. It does, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like pretty cool looking. It's right out of like the new Total Recall movie where they, where they, um, uh, what gun did they use there that they made all look space agey? The one that used to be in 45. Anyway, pistol, carbine, mm. Total Recall, the new one. Anybody? Nope. Why would Bueller? you watch the new one? The old one was good enough. Bueller. Yeah, I watched, I watched it. I just can't that, that certainly applies to Red Dawn for sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this thing looks space age. It's out of aliens or something. I don't like the color here. It's almost like um, the wall yellow with black. <laughs> it's space agey. It's you know, it's it's cool. It's not another black gun. How how many more black guns can we possibly have? Right, as many as possible. <laughs> I'm I'm sure it comes in black too. Good. All right. <laughs> so, who also put in the T ninety seven Gen two? Oh, I just saw that one today. So that one came up on. You, I don't. You guys have uh, Android phones, right? So you get those uh, the Google Now where it shows you like, well, you're interested in Norinco, so here's this thing, and uh, it threw this guy up here for me. Now, I I had th- I had thought I'd heard that North Silva was gonna. Uh, bring in some modded T97s, like a Gen 2. And this is the first official, like, pictures I, th- I think I've seen of it. Um, this is a, a T97, which is in 223. And it comes with a, a couple of different extras. First things off, it's got a, a, a lowered rail along the front, similar to the FTU that T97.ca makes, except this one's in key mod. It's a little bit lower. Uh, the charging handle is a fixed side charging handle instead of a non-reciprocating like the T97 or a reciprocating uh, top charging handle. It's kind of like a trigger. It's kind of reminiscent of the uh, the old M16 design. Uh, and uh, it's got an ambi mag release. So the, the mag release, you can I, I think you'll be able to more easily grab around and uh, grab those mags out. So... A little bit different. The safety is still like way up in your armpit, but uh, it, you know it would have been cool to to see it up on the the handle kind of a thing. But it's still a, a big step up in terms of uh, usability over the uh, T97 Gen One. And when Definitely. really when when you look at the Canadian market and what's available for non restricted 223 bullpup rifles, it's this in the Tavor, right? Yeah, true for bullpup. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, so, I'll tell you, very I different tell you. price ranges, right? Yeah, I tell you, oh yeah, my goodness. I tell you what I like about this one. Um, well, the flat top op, flat top upper uh, was a huge improvement over the original configuration of this rifle, which wasn't horrific. I mean, I had one in the original configuration, and it, it was what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about this modification, two things that they've done, they've lowered the rail even more than the um, flat top upper that came out from m14.ca. So that's cool. So it gets the height over bore a little bit lower still. And now they've incorporated key mod in the um, original flat top upper from m14.ca. There were some slots there, but you kind of had to buy the right kind of rail and the rest of the world has gone key mod. So this going key mod is kind of uh, standardizing it along, you know, when we went from Picatinny to the... Um, you know, when the, when rails started to come out in, in Picatinny across the board, what's the other rail that we've got out there? Weaver. Picatinny. Weaver, right. So I think Weaver's gone the way of the, the Dodo bird and everybody mm-hmm. just went to uh, Picatinny rail. Well, now everybody seems to be going key mod, right? So it's the new standard. 
which yeah. is, uh, you know, making this more versatile. I'll tell you what I don't like about it is the non, or is the reciprocating charging handle. That was one cool feature of the um, t- uh, M14.ca flat top upper was they made that charging handle non-reciprocating. You charged I th- it. I thought I read that it was non-reciprocating. I'll see. I'm looking at the picture here, and I can't. The Gen 2 features a flat top image. New non-reciprocating. Also, yeah. Oh, also, oh, I mean, non-reciprocating. Huh. Yeah. Oh, huh. I, I thought Adriel said it was reciprocating. He, he did say it. He's just oh, yeah. wrong. And yeah. you're, okay. you're right. I'm reading the same thing. Excellent. Well, then, it's just win, win, win. It's still non-reciprocating. They've put in key mod, and they've lowered the height over bore. Now... I think I'd rather have so if if it's a left charging handle and that's the only thing you've got and it's not going to like hit you in the in the teeth. I wouldn't mind a reciprocating charging handle. I don't mind that on a on a uh, rifle. I don't. Like I don't want it. I don't want that thing swinging around for. And you never know what kind of odd shooting position you may find yourself in. Parts on a rifle shouldn't be swinging or moving on the exterior. I, I you don't want that hitting onto something. You're in a tight spot. I mean, it hits it hits a door frame. It hits a window frame. Uh, if no if this rifle parts. had like a, a bolt release in a decent spot, I would agree with you. So so the thing with an AR is it's got a fantastic bolt release. It's got a fantastic mag release, and you don't really have to use a charging handle that often. Use it once to to uh, charge the weapon and then after that it'll it'll lock open on uh on an empty mag you change your mags you hit the bolt release right all all those are are readily available they aren't really on a T97 so that's the reason why I would say like you have to run it anyways and on a non-reciprocating channel cha- uh charging handle you have to like rip it back break that in- that initial resistance and then run it up to where it should be hit that thing, and then release it. So that's why I would say I'd rather have a reciprocating charging handle. For competition, but a non, a non, yeah. yeah. A non-reciprocating, non-reciprocating yeah. is fine, too. Sure. Yeah, the I XCR, get your thought, though. The XCR is on, is on the left side. It's not reciprocating, so you'd have to... But it's it. got a fantastic bolt release. Oh, you're right. It does, too. It's right it. on the trigger guard. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. I see your yeah. point now. You're, you're, you're a slave to the charging handle on this thing to get the bolt to go back in the battery. You got it. Yeah. yeah, I got you. Um, now, with the T97, it was reversible. I don't know if this one's going to be reversible. It I don't, is. I know. It, it, it is. reversible. Although, for left why? Hand, right hand. Why? The ejection port's oh, not reversible, so... Um, for a lefty or righty, I could see... Uh, some a lefty's never going to shoot this rifle. Yeah. Ejection, for, the ejection port's in your face. Right, yeah. <laughs> so. No, it's, it's just about arms commonality, right? The Chinese government has so many soldiers, they can just force them to shoot right. That's it. Well, it's communism. Do what you're told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. All right. Awesome. I'm excited about that for sure. My only issue with bull pups is the sight heights overbore, the height overbore for the sights. Just, it drives me nuts. Which part? I don't, like, it's a known thing that you can... A bit better. It shouldn't be as bad as, as past ones because it, it dips a bit. It should. Yeah, it should be a bit better. It's still going to be higher than an AR, though, and I find an AR at the upper limits of my tolerance. Yeah. I just I like my sights to be closer to the bore. I, I know it's a known uh, variable, and, and you can adjust for it at range, but in close, you really have to be aware that your muzzle is four inches lower than your sight line. And I've seen so many chronographs shot because people don't remember that. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I just I like them closer together. Is all. It, it makes them hard to shoot through a VTAC or something like that if you're going to do three gun as well. So mm, shooting through, a bore, yeah, yeah, that higher height over bore is, is just right. death. Well, that's where you just shoot through the VTAC. 
<laughs> trip. <laughs> For tonight's main topic, we have Sean Heinemann and Wes Stevens of the Regina Wildlife Federation. Uh, recently, their gun club was in the news uh, in regards to the RCMP uh, training that was taking part at their uh, local shooting range. It's It kind of upset the neighbors a little bit. So we asked uh, Sean and Wes to come on to talk about the fact that... Uh, yeah, they're having some problems with their neighbors and what what's going on with that. But also about the fact that uh, Sean, Sean, you were in the news as well. So mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to thank you guys for coming on. And uh, briefly introduce yourselves if you can. Uh, Sean, I know that you're the vice president, but uh, give us a little bit of ba- background about yourself. Okay. Well, I am actually the second vice president. Wes is the first. And the way the structure works, it goes president, vice president one, vice president two. So I'm third in line i guess oh okay but uh yeah so wes is kind of my boss <laughs> in terms awesome. of this stuff <laughs> unfortunately but, but um yeah so um i've been shooting since about 2007 um i recently got involved here two years ago wes actually was the catalyst in getting me involved uh got me involved with idpa shooting got me he basically kicked my rear end in, in getting me my rear in me getting my restricted, and uh, bought an M&P 9 and uh, started shooting IDPA with Wes and the little club he had started there at the RWF, and uh, everything's kind of spitballed from there. Okay. And Wes, we, we know you. Uh, we know you from the charity shoot. You and uh, your partner, Frank, came down for that. Correct. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was a great time. You guys uh, sure know how to throw on a good shoot down there. Okay. So you're the second vice uh, president there at the Regina Wildlife Federation. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, well, Sean told us what types of shooting he does. What what type do you do? Uh, I started shooting uh, PPC when I got into handguns, and then a friend of mine uh, said, we should we should try this IDPA thing. So uh, we started shooting IDPA. It was just the two of us, and uh, eventually we we just, uh, you know, gathered, gathered interest. So eventually we joined the Action Shooting Club local to Regina here, and uh, we took kind of took it over, and uh, we've been shooting IPSC and IDPA, and we've been trying to get into the CQM a little bit. Okay. Or CQB. CQB? Yeah. All right. So, uh, how'd, you act- how'd you guys get into uh, CQB? Did you guys have uh, a tactical teacher out there, or or someone else brought it in, kind of thing? Well, Wes brought uh, or went to a course in Dundurn with Barney, right? Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Hungry or tactical teacher, yeah, Barney. Yeah, so he uh, he came to Dundurn Army Base, and uh, we just held a, had a course with like uh, fifteen people or so. And uh, I really caught the bug. Rifle is kind of what I like to shoot, so I uh, I took it upon myself to, you know, get everything uh, that the club needed to shoot the CQB matches. Our range initially wasn't approved. We had a handgun bay that wasn't approved for rifle, so we got that approved for rifle. And uh, now we now shoot, we shoot CQB, CQB matches uh, once, once a month. month. We, we call them CQM because... Uh, political correctness. The battle got uh, made people uneasy. So we shoot CQM matches. Uh, we call them CQM for close quarter marksmanship. And, uh, yeah, it's been going good ever since. We've had a uh, couple matches. Like, we've, we've taken over the local practical shooting club, and 
you know, it was, it was kind of inactive, so we've we've kind of breathed some new life into it, and we're we're getting going awesome. again. So. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of shooting clubs out there, and, and some of them are, you know, active to different de- different degrees, but uh, throwing some, some new blood in there can really help in, in some instances, right? Yep. And, and uh, you know, that being said, Wes has done a, sub- a substantial job. i got to give him a ton of props here because Wes, you know, he had surgery and kind of took over a situation that was really bad and uh, really killed it the last little bit. So props, buddy. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> so why don't we talk about the story that was in the news last week? Uh, Sean, you were quoted in uh, in the story itself. So why don't you uh, introduce it a little bit and tell us what was going on with the Yeah, uh, for sure. With that. Sorry. Sorry to cut you off there, Kelly. Yeah. No, so um, <clears throat> in uh, July of 2015, I, I think it was is the, the date, uh, we were approached by the RCMP Depot Division and F Division. There's two different entities there, but uh, the RWF was approached to help accommodate um, the RCMP in doing their their carbine certifications, carbine, carbine, whatever you want to call it. Carbine, um, but they're definitely carbine, 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 yeah, carbine. Okay, just wanted to See, let I you know where it was. I'd, yeah, I figured I'd touch a nerve with that. <laughs> but, uh, um, so they approached us to help accommodate them when while the ranges were under construction. Uh, for whatever reason, they they were, they couldn't do their training there with their the various troops moving through. Because as you know, Regina is the central training facility for all of Canada, right. for all cadets, right? <clears throat> so every cadet mo- moving through uh, has to be certified in in the C8, C the the Colt Tomacco C8, right? So um, they approached us to help us accommodate. And we graciously accepted, um, you know, at, at a fee very reasonable, so that uh, we're not, uh, <clears throat> you know, we're not gouging them by any means. But you know, we're we're doing okay for ourselves, and and um, you know, because all all of our funds go to all all the funds raised go to wildlife and habitat conservation in and around Saskatchewan, because we're we're a subsidiary of the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation, uh, you know, and, and that's first and foremost. Um, you know, sh- sh- shooting does help support that effort because we do have great facilities out there. We recently just built a, a million dollar plus indoor range um, on our on our ground. So, oh wow, we, yeah, yeah. So, um, so we every dollar counts. So we graciously accepted and said, "Yeah, guys, we'll help you out as long as you need." And uh, they came out. They started shooting uh, in August, right, Wes? Yeah, they've been shooting. Uh since last year uh, yeah just so, to add to the stuff we we charge about 150 dollars a day per range and they use they use about three ranges a day at the most so two to three ranges a day so they're not being charged very much mm-hmm. okay so good yeah. deal yeah so they started i think in august of 2015 and that year uh, in regina here was uh substantially warm like it was uh the summer was pretty hot, no winds, not a lot of precipitation, et cetera. So they got started a little earlier. I think it was one or two days they got started at about 7 o'clock, uh, firing whatever course of fire they're doing. And uh, so then a couple of the neighbors, actually, I think it was just one family started. Um, they called the White Butte Detachment in Pilot Butte, Saskatchewan, or White City, Saskatchewan, pardon me to complain <laughs> and, uh, and they said well guys we'll look into it got back to him 15 20 minutes later and said hey that's us um you know sorry essentially but you know that's it <clears throat> and 
and um, so uh, they they were progressively getting more and more disgruntled. We we talked with uh, the the parties in question. I'm not going to name names, but we 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 uh, had a little bit of correspondence with them. Um, we delivered a letter to them uh, stating we're going to change our hours from uh, sun up to sundown to 7:30 to five, essentially, to kind of give them peace of mind, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that happened, and it's been going on ever since. They approached the RM, uh, the Rural Municipality of Eden of Edenwald, Saskatchewan, um, to kind of complain to us because they can't go to the police because it is the police. <laughs> and, uh, uh, they went to the RM of Edenwald. Edenwald approached us. They said, "Let's deal with this." Or, or pardon me, they didn't even say that. They said, "Let's uh, let's come to an amicable solution here." Um, and we sent a letter to them saying, hey, you're welcome to come out to any one of our meetings every Tuesday or the first Tuesday of every month. Uh, come on out. Let's talk about this. They didn't show up. Uh, uh, one thing I, I should mention is the, the Regina Wildlife Federation or RWF is what I'm going to call it for short here. Uh, we're all volunteer ran. There's uh, except for one guy. We have a paid operations manager who looks after our, our rentals and the grounds, essentially. And uh, um, so, anyway, during during this, they approached the RM. We said, "Hey, guys, come out to, to the meeting." They never showed up. Next thing you know, they're we're getting pulled into the RM office in Belgoni, Saskatchewan, uh, to talk about this to kind of find a amicable solution. And nothing happened. Um, in both parties, us and the citizens in question, uh, pleaded their case. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing really came of it. The RM just said, hey, guys, figure it out. We don't care. You know, just just figure this out. And, um, you know, nothing came of that. So, how long, Sorry, how long ago was that, Sean? Wes, what's the timeline on this? Ooh, uh, <clears throat> uh, like, when did they... they, uh, when, did they when did they first start complaining? When did they... Uh, the first day. The first yeah. day okay. they started complaining is uh, they phoned the RCMP detachment right away. Um, okay. last, uh, last year they, they did complain throughout the year and, uh, but it kind of fell on deaf ears. Like the RM didn't care because there was an initial timeline of only 15 weeks. So they thought they, they would just put up with it. Right. Right. So, they, so originally the RCMP said that they were only going to be there for 15 weeks and they'd shoot for that period yeah. of time. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, can I ask you a question about where exactly are you located? How how close are you to uh, Regina, and what community is is this? Right. Um, so, so the range itself is about ten kilometers to the east of Regina. Okay. And uh, there's uh, two communities that are right close to the range: the town of Pilot Butte, which is probably two kilometers west of the range. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's White City, which is a, probably a kilometer south. Now, the the development that is complaining about this, uh, the noise, mm-hmm. they built literally on the other side of the grid road to our range. So there's multi-million dollar homes, like three, four-story homes, yep. right on the other side of the road. Okay. So How long has the range the, been there? Uh, the range Sorry. opened in 1962, mm-hmm. and... Uh, and uh, if you're wondering, like, how how long have has there been this volume of fire going? Mm-hmm. Um, the the Regina Police Service built the combat pistol range on the grounds in 1964. So two years later. Okay. So 
It's been there for a while. Right. Yeah. So what about what about the community though? They came in knowing that there was a there was a range there, right? Correct. The community has been there for I'm going to say the last two three years. There's some houses still under construction. So 2010, the first house was built. Okay. There All right. There's 60 some houses there. 65, I think I heard. So. All right, but it, have you had other complaints other than the one, the the one family, or are there multiple well, complaints? The family claims to uh, have started an organization, and uh, they they claim to represent the neighborhood as a whole. So okay. they have uh, like a president, I guess, that was elected. So they they represent the whole community. They claim now at this meeting uh, that we just had with the RCMP and the residents of Stone Point and the RM, there was uh, there was about three or four families from that neighborhood at the meeting. So. Okay. Sorry, so, I kind of got to correct you there, Wes. There is actually two uh, plus two? one that that's not part of Stone Point. Okay. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, anyway, go on. Okay. So there so the RCMP were basically there from about seven thirty in the morning. What what time were they there until in the evening shooting? Usually sundown? Uh they they usually pack it up around four thirty or five o'clock. Uh, okay. I don't think of later in the day it was as much of a a problem as uh, at seven in the morning, I guess these people were being rattled out of their beds. Right. Claim. And yeah, yeah, but uh, don't they have to get up and go to work anyway? <laughs> these are uh, these are the type of people that I think they make their own schedules. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're very so, affluent individuals, guys. So. Yeah. 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 Well, they're not that smart. They built next to a gun range. I bought my. <laughs> well, and and to go further on that, uh, like it's it says right in the uh, the deed of to the house, you know, like that. I will not complain about certain yeah. non-residential activities that may generate excess noise. The right. quarry that is just north of them, or us, which is just to the east. <laughs> now you're right. It's it's right in their land lease agreement. You know, right. clear as day. Well, then then I've got a leg to stand on. Well, so... that's 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 what what you would think, but uh, what happened to uh, what's that range in uh, Alberta? Spruce, uh, Spruce, Spruce Grove. 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 Yeah. Well, I I don't want this to escalate to that point, right? Mm-hmm. So we're trying to nip this in the bud and and trying trying to find a solution that benefits both parties, right? Well, tell them tell them they're anti law enforcement. <laughs> Right? Yeah, they're, well, they're, they, they're interfering with the, the RCMP. Uh, tried to tell them that that this isn't just affecting you guys. If we negate uh, training here, this is affecting every family whose kids have to play in their yards all across Canada. And unfortunately, it fell on deaf ears during the big meeting that the media covered. And it, I, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I watched the uh, watched the clip that was in the in the news piece, and yep. Yeah. Basically, that was it. You can train, but don't do it near me, uh, was yeah. what the lady was saying. What? It, so you said that you're trying to come to an amicable solution. What types well, of things have you done to try and mitigate it? Well, um, I personally, I've reached out to them. Like, I, I'm a, I work in a sales-oriented industry. Like, I, I, you know, so I've, I know that communication's number one. And yes, maybe we didn't take the right steps, but moving forward. I gave them my personal cell, so I don't know if that's a mistake or not. We're, we're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I said, hey, guys, if you have any, any issues, 
give me a call. I'm, I'm, I'm on a 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, you know, give me a shout. I will help you out as to the best of my ability. Um, but, but we, you know, backing up a bit, I don't want it to escalate to Spruce Grove. You know, I don't want to have that, have our range essentially shut down. And they've said multiple times, no, we're not looking to shut them down. We're not looking to do that. Well, but looking at it from 35,000 feet, you know, back down on it. Yeah. It looks like that's, they're taking the first steps. Yeah, in, no. And shutting us down. I understand. Right. I understand totally what they're saying. They don't want to shut the range down. They just don't want you to use it. Right. Yeah. Like well, you and, can and they, convert they it. Say, well, not in my backyard, right? Yeah. They say that that uh, you know it's it's okay when a hunter is sighting in his 300 wind mag or his 308 or we our our centerfire range goes out to 300 yards west. I think. Yeah. But, uh, 300. Um, guys sight in their 338 Lapua. And I can tell you that's a heck of a lot uh, louder than a two two three Remington fired out of an AR fifteen. I just so. yeah, it's a rapid fire thing. I hope you guys don't get stuck with one of those silly one round per second uh, mm. rules. I was at a range in BC once where you had to literally like time your semi-automatic shots. It was bang one one thousand. Yeah. Well, well, it's funny you say that because like we almost went that route. We did have an mm-hmm. issue. Our uh, our range is kind of laid out. If you can picture an L, the the mm-hmm. long the long uh, part of the L is uh, our 300 rifle 300 yard rifle range, and then the little the little part of the L, like our pistol bays, they all kind of go off to the side in that shape. So we had a uh, uh, I'm going to say an, a new Canadian, uh, didn't even speak English. He had an SKS, and he was shooting it all over the place, and he had. Uh, we had uh, kids doing biathlon on the far edge of the range, and they had bullets going over the frickin' heads, like, over oh. the berms. And, like, it sits down. Like, the pistol bays are kind of down into the ground a bit. Like, it was just, like, nuts. So they wanted to ban SKSs, steel case ammo, you know, no oh, rapid fire. That, and... That's a him problem. Not, <laughs> yeah, so, and that's, not and even that's an basically... SKS Well, problem. and Trevor, Trevor, we, we took a action against the individual. Good. And, yeah. uh... You know, and rightfully so, but yep. that hasn't deterred things. And and, and uh, honestly, the RWF, since me and Wes kind of got in, into the picture, um, we've moved toward a more shooter-oriented organization, uh, especially for the grounds, because we offer picnic sites, we offer walking trails, we offer ski trails, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we're primarily a shooting club. Now, we're not a shooting club because we're a wildlife conservation habitat club. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, we're more... The so shooters means, is what pays our our, our bills. They shoot bills. their shoot everything you know. but the animals. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially. Um, you're, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> well, we just no, had we, a freaking no. deer carcass turn up at our 200 yard rifle. Uh, oh line, dear! So. Yeah, they, they someone shot it. I don't know what the heck happened with it. Natural yeah, causes. They, Natural causes. Yeah. <laughs> you're protected, right? Because you are a wildlife conservation area, are you not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So that is part of it too. One of the things that they they said in the interview was uh, that uh, the RCMP were shooting off uh, approximately thirty six thousand rounds a day uh, there. No, they weren't. It's wrong. That's wrong. Um, it's it's yeah. more in tune to that a week, and and the, the estimate ranges depending on how many troops go through during that week. Um, mm-hmm. But the estimate ranges between thirty-five thousand and forty-five thousand rounds a week. week. So, a week. That's and that's five business days, Monday to Friday, between business hours. 
So they're they're not going Saturday morning at seven thirty, eight o'clock, you know, blasting away. Um, you know, they're they're well within their rights and their limits and, and our rights and our limits um to do what they do. Yes, it's it's putting excess uh you know work and maintenance into our berms, but yeah. that's what they're that's what they're paying. Exactly. Exactly. That's what they're paying us for. So um so one of the know, questions in the in the meeting with the RM was was point blank. One of the reporters asked, "Has the RWF, uh, you know, like uh, violated any bylaws?" And the RM told us, "No, absolutely not. We are zoned correctly. We just had a, a review of our zoning a few years ago. Everything was in order. We've been renting to the RCMP and other various agencies for years, so we're all in the up and up. And uh, and that's when the 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 conversation got a bit heated in that room. You know, like yeah." She, uh, the residents of Stone Point were, how can you say that they aren't violating, you know, like we have the right to enjoy our our yard, I guess, so there's something written in the bylaws. But Read your deed and read the bylaws and then go away. Yeah. Uh. So in, in, in my opinion, kind of off the record here, guys, but in my opinion, we're recording it, but uh, the responsibility lays on the developer, you know, yep. and he, he didn't communicate effectively to what we are, you know, we, we've been having police and well, police come law enforcement coming out since 1964 and renting our ranges for their training because they can't accommodate what they're, what they're, you know, what they need to have the tools they need to have when they go out into the field. Cause I don't know if you guys read any McLean articles or anything. Regina is a pretty, you know, parts of it can be pretty sketchy. Same like Edmonton, same like Toronto, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, if, if we're not providing, you know, that space to our guys, um, our boys in blue and girls in blue, um, you know, we're not doing our due due diligence, especially when we have the facilities available um, for their use, right? So that's what it all falls back on. Okay. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you guys about was, what do you see with the future? What are the plans with the RCMP? Are they going to continue to use the range or... You've said they've changed their hours a little bit, but uh, yeah, the, you, the hour change, the hour change was a, a last year thing. So in order to kind of appease them, they they uh, last year when they were told fifteen weeks, they kind of uh, were willing to to bear it, right? So, but but in caveat, we were pushed the start date up to seven thirty in the morning, so that was fine. Now, uh, where the frick was I going with this? Uh, I lost my place. Where, so, where you see it going from here? <laughs> I have <Yeah>. no idea. <laughs> All right. We never. We this never happens to us. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> Squirrel. So. Yeah. And I used to we work. We push well. it up to seven thirty, and uh, so one of the th- compromises they put on the table was uh, this uh, coming year, twenty seventeen. They were willing to stop shooting in the months of July and August. So that's prime. Uh, season for for children to be out of school right so mm-hmm. the, one of the big concerns that they they gave us was uh, their their children are growing up where they think gunfire is a normal sound when they're playing outside and uh, she was she's very uneasy about that oh my god this isn't this isn't kuwait uh, you know <laughs> well and trevor she's not from kuwait she's from south africa which is you know you know, and, and, you know, I, I, well, and, and, you know, that's what, like reading the comments on the CBC article, the global news article, the CTV article, a lot of guys and a lot of people 
said that, which is, you know, sad to say, you know, but in, in the end, if you don't like it, you don't build the side train tracks right. and expect to hear no trains, right? Well, exactly. Uh, literally, like, you could throw a baseball from my back deck and hit a train. Do I complain when my walls shake? No, because I knew it was there when I bought the house. Why can't? I mean, it's just that simple. I knew it was there. See, and, the, and their their issue is they just they want it to go back the way it was, it was. They, they quote. Uh, you know, like they were there probably a year or two before this RCMP carbine training like got fully underway. Uh, but uh, some of our members have stated, yeah, we want it to go back the way it was too before the houses were there. So like, right. but you can't you can't say those things because like it almost gives them more traction at these meetings. When she goes to the meeting and she says that she's been receiving these hateful comments, it's just. Yeah. Well, and, and I have a I have I have a contact. I'm not going to say what media it is. I, I have a buddy who works for one of the news agencies, and he he stated to me that that they actually approached the media on Monday, saying, "Please retract your story because we're receiving all this hate mail." And I'm using my quoting <laughs> figures. Hate hate mail. You know, they're not receiving any sympathy when, in reality, it was them who reached out to the media in the first place. Like we didn't want this to be a big blown up thing. Yeah, we you know, thought it we was wanted good. to. They thought it was good when it was going their way, and now it's not. But it, it, it the CBC, the, the CBC story. I'm, I'm going to say, was very oriented to them. Of you know, course, at, it's CBC. At, it, obviously, right? And so, but then the other outlets, Global, CTV, reported it fairly, and and they received the backlash. You know, the guy, the gentleman in question, even posted a satellite photo of our range. And compared to his his house, and he you know he circled his, his house in PDF file, and and I said, like I'm I, when I hear this from my buddy, he says, you know they they asked us to retract the story because they're fearing for their safety. I said, why would he put it out there? That Where he lives. Yeah, you know, like come on, man. You know, regardless of uh, of your political views, regardless of your stance on guns, um, you don't do that. And and uh, you know he, he he's received no sympathy and now he's trying to retract his story and you know what but and, and being being a gun guy and and seeing this again from thirty five thousand feet because I don't know what it what it's like to live <laughs> to live in their houses I, I I don't know and I probably never will <laughs> but uh, what I what I see is, is guy uh, an agenda where they they don't want guns near their house and no. and it and it's very sad to see that because. Especially in a wildlife conservation standpoint, looking at it from uh, from from that, uh, and the amount of money, like Wes, what's the number that we donate per year? Fifty to a hundred thousand dollars a year to to wild to, to to the Saskatchewan Wildlife Conservation or the Wildlife Federation um, to buy land, to buy public hunting land, uh, and maintain that land. Um, you know, it just seems you know it, it just seems really bad to me. You know what I mean? And this is the RCMP that's, I mean, they're basically going after the RCMP. Can you imagine if it was your three-gun league? Exactly. You and guys so would we, stand a chance. Of, right? yeah. We've been looking at uh, at expanding to three-gun because we traveled to Saskatoon and their, world, their, their world-class facility in this, at the Saskatoon Rifle and Revolver Club up there. Like you guys were talking with Ryan and Ryan Birch and Del Zimmer. They've, they've shot yep. a few matches there. Um, but they got a world-class facility. That's been paid partly in, in, in part of their membership, but also in, in the Wildlife Federation, right? So, um, you know, it, 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 
we, we don't want to see that. And, and what if we expand to, to three gun? What if we want to host, host Epsic Nationals one year? You know, what if, you know, it, we could go on and on and on. And Ipsic Nationals, Trevor, you're well aware um, that that's a three, four day match. Um, of open guns. Yeah, with compensators, with 38 Supers, with 40 Smith & Wessons, but yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and what if we had a match on Saturday morning that's, we had, if we had 150 shooters, oh, yeah, to right. start at, at, at Saturday morning at 7.30, 8 o'clock to, to cycle those guys through, where does Absolutely. this end, right? And we don't want to go down that rabbit hole, right? So Yeah. Now, the solution here is to get these people on board to support suppressors in Canada. Mm-hmm. Send them the site. <laughs> that's what I, I, that, and, and that's what me and Wes were kind of kicking around. You know, we said we should we should approach our, our chief firearms officer um, in in regards to this. And and but, but require you your I, well, to use suppressors. All, well, but all of us know that suppressors aren't issued to you know. Looking at this from ten thousand feet, Trevor, and whoever, um, if ish, if suppressors are are, are issued to our our infield operator, our infield RCMP, and they train on it, but then they go back to un- unsuppressed rifles. That changes the the impact, the point of impact, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Well, so no, that's they, that's they, not a solution. It's, well, it, as, twisted, as much as I love it, they okay. sell us those monolithic uppers as surplus for half the value, <laughs> and they retool with ten point three inch uppers with cans on them. Right, no, everybody that, wins. Good for the that economy. sounds that sounds great. No, I, and I'm I'm all for it. I you know, I'm, yeah, I'm a but. huge fan of that. But but when they're training with it, it, it's a lot different than when they have to use it in the field. And uh, we you know, need I to see. have them training like they're gonna. Well, oh, I hate to use this adage, Wes, but train as you would fight, right? Yeah, yeah. And, no, I'm uh, saying I'm saying they fight with them. They carry them all the time. Right. Yeah. The well, only problem with like a, a perfect inch gun with a suppressor would be like. Those guns are, are intended to close the gap, you know, like they're they're scared of the you know, like the the nut with a three hundred wind mag taking pot shots at them from hundreds of yards away. Like a ten inch gun with a suppressor is like a that's like a inside rifle. That's like that's two hundred meters, no problem. Well, yeah, but for an expert marksman, we're talking about your, <laughs> yeah, your right. new cadet that's rolling through depot. You know, yeah. probably who, ha- who, who some, hasn't touched a rifle before. Yeah, some of them right? don't even have a driver's license. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Awesome. Well, so question about the RCMP then: What are their plans to continue with you guys? Uh, is it indefinite, or are they building a facility where they're going to be able to use their own, or is this what's so, going on? So, so they are they are building a facility um, uh, at depot, uh, but that's obviously going to be two or three years down the line. Well, it's government, so it's going to be about five, right? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I understand that. So, uh, but but they basically told the residents of Stone Point, like we have nowhere else to go. Right. There's nowhere in the like they're not going to truck thirty two cadets up to Saskatoon just for a day of rifle training. 32 so cadets per troop. So per there's troop, what, 30, yeah. 36 troops come per year, right? Yeah. So they're, they're not going to pay the expense to truck them a uh, six-hour round trip to Saskatoon, two and a half hours at uh, one way, right, to truck them up there, put them through their course of fire, and then truck them back. They're, they're, they're just not going to do that. It, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for tax dollars being spent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So, so okay. one of the uh, the uh, 
things they offered is we have another range in the immediate area. It's called Condi, and they just have like a single bay, 100-meter range. They're going to try to do F, div- F divisions like in-service training or uh, like training for members that are already you know, past depot. They're going to try and do the F division training, which is a lot less training uh, requirement. Uh, but they're going to do it at Condi instead. Well, they're going to look into doing it at Condi. I don't. I don't know for sure if that's uh, essentially if that's they're feasible. They're recertifications, right? And that includes the Smith and Wesson uh, fifty nine forty six pistol. And Wes, are they doing the uh, C eight training or the recertifications at Condi as well? Uh, as far as I know, all F division. Uh, shoot like firearms training will be done at condi they're going to look into it they don't know if the range is adequate from what i've heard there's nowhere to park it's a hundred yard range uh but it's like it's covered it's got like a no sky rule where you can't see any of the sky from the shooting uh line and uh they also i hear have a farmer that's down range that's already claiming that bullets are striking his house so i don't know how he's going to feel once the rcmp starts shooting there (laughs) okay so what do you think some of the things that you guys can do other than um, change hours uh, or well, it's what good are the that things? You bring this up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm still a little miffed about it, but we have a large project going on in Regina here called the Regina bypass. And they're, they're basically routing the trans Canada highway just South of the city. Well, they need dirt and they need fill to build these overpasses. So we have a whole bunch of sand and, and clay in our range area. Like it's unde- a lot of undeveloped area. So they asked if, if we, they could have some, buy some off of them. We said, well, we won't sell it to you, but we'll give it to you in return for work. And they go, whatever you want. So we had plans to build up every one of our bays, like six, six meters high uh, berms on all three sides, like the back, the sides, everything. And it, and it would have deflected a lot of that noise, like at least up, you know. And, uh, and, uh, but once Stone Point, the same neighborhood that complains, complains about the noise, got, got word that there's going to be heavy gravel trucks going up and down our road, they, uh, they petitioned the RM. The RM, you know, it, it got close to election season. He had to give them something, something. I figured. So he, he had disallowed the hauling permit. I guess for all those trucks, so that got totally canceled. With nothing, we couldn't have. And uh, the Regina Bypass Group, because um, part of the concern was, well, you're going to tear up our blacktop, you know, because it's it's not necessarily grid road that leads up to our our entrance. There's uh, blacktop there, right, asphalt. And uh, part of the concern was, you guys going to tear it up and you're going to destroy it. And the Regina pa- Bypass people said, okay, we'll replace it. And because what they were going to do is they were going to take all of our fills off our back, well, off of our berms, all of our you know lead contaminated soil, use that as their fill for their roads because it didn't affect any water supply, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they were going to give us the the excess dirt from this and um, uh, to build it, like I said, to build our berms higher uh, to help mitigate noise. And uh, they said, yeah, we're going to replace the, bat- the 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 blacktop here. And the bypass people said, nope, nope. They petitioned the RM. The RM proposed an alternative, alternative solution saying you guys have to move uh, three miles north and then come back around. And by that time, uh, the bypass people said, well, it's past our time frame. We're going to find another solution, right. which, is, which they did. Okay. So, 
which is unfortunate for us because we could have had another Olympic-style biathlon range built, or uh, another berm, a set of berms, I should say, built to the uh, north of us, uh, north of the RAPS range, the Regina Association of Practical Shooters, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> and uh, they're going to build us uh, a biathlon range, Olympic-style, to the north of us, and uh, that fell through for free of charge. So, Okay. Any other suggestions for the community that uh, so that you can get into the good books and and not any suggestions from us? You guys think well, of anything? I mean the the thing with the the range out here in Alberta is that uh, they largely did the things that that was asked of them, and they still got their permit pulled. So I would urge you guys to really uh, understand what the uh, municipality was looking for. And make sure that you guys are, are in their good books because, you know, it doesn't matter how long your range has been around. You guys can get your permit pulled by the municipality. So make sure that yeah. you're good with them. Well, and, and we have multiple, well, I think two or three members of our federation on the actual council of the RM of Edenwald, which is where our, our land resides, right? So um, I think we're okay for for the foreseeable future, but that being said, we have to be uh, proactive in in helping quell this this problem, um, so that we don't turn out like Spruce Grove. Because, like you said, um, well, and Wes touched on it in our first meeting with the RM. What I didn't mention was that uh, they were looking at rezoning us from a recreational property. I think I think is what we are to a commercial property. So we'd have to pay excess taxes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, they said, no, we're, you guys have been like this for since 1964. We're not changing that. And if we did change it, you could still operate as normal. Uh, you would just be uh, uh, what's legal nonconforming, non right? Yeah. So, so we could still operate the way we are, but it would still pose risk to these, these people at, in this residence. So I, I don't know what more we can do besides kicking the RCMP out and losing that revenue, um, which could help pay for our new indoor range, which is it, really good. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very impressed with it. Um, you know, that and, and also our donations to wildlife, you know, because Trevor, uh, Trevor and Matt and Adriel, as you know, um, wildlife conservation is, is key in Canada. And... Um, you know, we got to keep this up because we have uh, lands that, that need help. We have we have animals that need help. And, and, and this is a source of revenue for that, right? So so one of the things yep. that I was thinking about is the fact that it is a protected area. And you said that you have barbecues there. You have people, you have trails and different things like that. Uh, to What about, do you have memberships uh, for it at all? Absolutely. Yeah, we... Uh, we offer various levels of membership. Um, okay. I'm, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but um, we have memberships that basically just get you into, onto the ground so you can use right. the property. And we have memberships that give you access to various facilities, including the indoor range, right. um, but various levels, right? So uh, we have currently, I think for 2016, we're going to finish around 1,100 members. Is that right, Wes? Yeah, 1,000, 1,100, somewhere in there. Yeah. Roughly in, in that area. And then also uh, our pistol ranges, which are certified with the Canadian uh, Firearms Program, 
Uh, we have three on the premises. We have the RAPS, which is the Regina Association of Practical Shooters, which is the IPSEC IDPA CQM club. Um, they operate, uh, well, them and the G GPSA, which is Great Plains uh, Shooters Association, which is the PPC Police Practical, what is it, Wes? Police Practical Combat? PPC Club, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then we have the RWF Handgun Club, the Regina Federation Handgun Club, which is uh, basically bench shooting with a pistol. Um, and, and they all operate as affiliates. So they, they technically rent the land, uh, but with no rent, right? So, uh, so they operate as individual entities within the RWF grounds. Plus, we have uh, a 200-yard uh, black powder range, which can also be used for shotgun slugs and, uh, well, black powder. Then we have the rimfire range, which we were looking to expand with the Regina Bypass people coming in, um, but that was negated. So I think that's at 100 yards. And then the, the center fire range, which goes from 25, 100, 200, and 300. Right, Wes? And yeah. that's all bench shooting. Um, so we have, we have a multitude of, of shooters that come out there with all aspects of, uh, of shooting. And we also have a trap range. And Trevor, you're going to love this. Two archery ranges out there. Sweet. 3D? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I think they have 3D shoots out there. But um, we, we, have we do have... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's what's the what's the range? What do you have to go out to? Wes? To be honest, I've never stepped foot on the archery range. There's no oh, time for that kind too. of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh, oh, that is the best. That cuts hey, have you deep. seen that guy who like shoots arrows really fast? Stop! Stop! <laughs> you should send him that video or link him in it. You got to tag him in yeah. that. He hasn't seen it. I'm sure of it. What's his name again? I'm Lars not telling something you. or other. <laughs> Lars Larson. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so listeners, so listeners, I mean, you, Trevor just hasn't seen that yet. You really got to tag him in this and, and just, you know, show him what Lars Larson can do. I will continue to unfriend <laughs> anyone who sends it to me. Is that all it takes? That's double incentive, folks. <laughs> oh, Kelly, you're so gone right now. When you get off the show, you're going to find yourself unfriended. Oh, I'm going to be posting <laughs> pictures of you, buddy. Oh, <laughs> They also have that archery paintball thing too. Like also man. lame. <laughs> with with the foam tipped combat archery. Oh, yeah. Well, one of the reasons why I asked about it is because of the fact that besides all of the shooting, you have other things there that the community can actually. Well, and outside of shooting, sorry to cut you off there, Kelly, but um, outside of shooting, we have a. a a hall facility that people have gotten married in that I'm actually looking at getting married in <laughs> coming up soon. We'll see. I don't know. It's awesome. pretty What's his name? It's... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 2016. You can't assume anything anymore. Well, that's right. That's right. But How dare um, you assume his gender? Exactly. You are the, you are the worst type of person, Trevor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. But yeah, we, we host uh, all sorts of of events out at our hall, which can hold or hold up to 250 people, I believe, maybe 200 or less than that. I'm not too sure. With full kitchen service, full bar service, etc., etc., etc. So that also is key to us getting the RCMP in there because um, the RCMP use that as classroom, right? right. So, um, and then also our, our indoor range, which is now state-of-the-art, albeit it's it's built more PPC-oriented. But 
um, it's it, it's a it's a hell of a range, and uh, if especially for indoor. Now it's not quite at the level of the Red Deer Shooting Center or Calgary Shooting Center, but it, it's up there, and, and and it was all done. Um, for less than a million bucks, and you know that's huge, especially for a 50 meter uh, range that can haul, that can take any pistol caliber. Um, you know that that's a heck of a of an achievement, and uh, you know we have to pay for that now. But um, that's where the RCMP comes in. That's where because uh, we we don't just rent to the RCMP. We we rent out to this uh, sometimes, very rarely, the Regina City Police, but also uh, Correction Service Canada because we have a provincial jail uh, on our outskirts. Hey 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 hey. Oh, um, they are barred from our range. Well, but you know what, guys, we've had zero issues with them, and mm. they've been great renters from us. They pay the same rate as everybody else. Um, but you know, with, with their 870s and with their pistols, we also do Garter World and Brink Security come out as well. Um, hey, you're getting used by everybody. You really need yeah. to be. Yep. See, the the club used to be more of a social club at, at inception, right? They uh, used to have a dance every Friday night. Used to be a party. Uh, everyone from the community would would uh, hang out there, but now like. It's it's more for just people just use it for the ranges. People buy their memberships at hunting season to fire three or four rounds out of their hunting rifled sight in, and then the the sport shooters. Those those are your main you know memberships that are being sold. Well, maybe give some to the people that aren't that happy. Maybe they can come over and use them and see what it's all about. Use the facilities. Well, or buy off on. Oh, our biathlon coordinator has reached out to the community of Stone Point. He's gone door to door, and uh, he's now got three or four families that now awesome. bring their their children to uh, you know participate in biathlon, which is a great sport. It's an Olympic sport, and it's a you know it's a great sport for. I did biathlon. I was in cadets when I was a kid. It's tons of fun. Mm-hmm. Where also the biathlon people share. Uh, share uh, the range with the Regina Association of Practical Shooters. So they, um, albeit there's a bit of a transition period. So when we when we set up our stages for IDPA or IPSC or whatever it is on on our one range, when we haven't booked the other ranges, which is a 50-yard pistol base, so there's some limitations there. But they can see what we're doing. And some people stay and watch sometimes. Um, but they get experience to other types of shooting that may, that they may yeah. not be... Um, yep. experience with, uh, you know, in, in just their biathlon 22-inch shooting and stuff like that, right? So. Yep, exactly. Get them interested in something else. Uh, Trevor, Adriel, Matthew, do you got any other questions for Sean or Wes at all? Sean, uh, you still got the 2011? I do. Uh, Trevor, I, I actually have a story about that. Um, oh, go for it. We love random stories. <laughs> I, I mean, I do. <laughs> Wes is going to have a, a chuckle at this. I'm but... part of, partly responsible for this story if it's a story. Oh, I'm God. Thinking, but okay, okay. Go so <laughs> I got to back up to August. And we had Earl oh, Green. No. Yeah, we had, we had Earl Green come out to do a carbine course, which is car, uh, 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 phase line green tactical. He came out and did a carbine course. At carbine. carbine. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, don't don't judge me. We are totally, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, we had him come out and do a carbine course at our, uh, our, our at our wraps range, and uh, um, 
part of it was he told a story which said whichever comp- uh, competition shoots he, he does, he always goes to a couple certain people and gives bad voodoo, and I'm kind of doing the voodoo fingers, if you can, if you can imagine, mm-hmm. on their guns. And that, and that screws people up, right? So me and Wes are there, and we're having a great time, and Wes hears this, and, he, and Wes is kind of a, like you, Trevor. He's, he, he's a very unique individual. Um, <laughs> and, uh, well, so we're, we're, at, we're at Saskatchewan. <laughs> We're at Saskatchewan Ipsa Provincials, and I'm running your 2011, um, yeah, or my 2011. I guess. No, no, <laughs> you know, it's, it's been yeah, two years. No, <laughs> still kind of mine. That's fine. But it ran great for the first stage, and Wes says, "Hey, you know what? Earl Green said I should do this," and he fucking, he goes up and he gives me bad voodoo. I'm like, "Yeah, whatever, buddy. Yeah, whatever." Lo and behold, the next stage, it starts gumming up, and it starts <laughs> the, the recoil master starts. Uh, Lagging the slide back, and my grip goes up a little too high on the slide, and 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 it's really negating that slide from going into full battery. And uh, Wes just got in my head because we're we're in the same squad together. <laughs> Basically, it turned his pistol into a single shot pistol, <laughs> and and then as he's beating the thing through the whole course of fire, uh, the friggin' gas pedal flies off. <laughs> Flies off. Like literally, has gone into oblivion. Like, <laughs> so I, th- I thought we were gonna do the, the what we did in guns this week. And part of what I did in guns this week was uh, searching for these two flathead machine screws. So the countersunk machine screws that hold on the RHT gas pedal, Trevor. Um, and and I, I never tested. I never torqued them in. I never um, Loctite. uh, lo- Loctited them in. And you obviously never did either. <laughs> Well, so, you know, they never fell out on me. Yeah, well. You never had to beat uh, the snot out of it. <laughs> True. <laughs> so so I, I think I'm running through stage four, and I made it, I was running a pretty good stage, and uh, I think halfway through the stage, the back screw flies out, so the gas pedal kind of drops down underneath the frame, and, and it's, hold it on, it, or it's held on by one screw, so I'm like, oh, what the heck? And I kept going, because I'm like, I can't let this screw me up, so... I kept going, and then all of a sudden the gas pedal's hitting me in the face after it loses the, the thread, the last little bit of thread. You don't want it to do that. That's not its intended use. Mm-mm. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate that insight. Thanks, Adriel. Well, so, <laughs> so, yeah, so lo and behold, I lost the two screws, believe it or not, uh, in the dirt at the brand new Saskatchewan uh, or Saskatoon Wildlife Federation um, uh, range. And uh, I've been trying to source those screws, which are number five by forty, and I don't want to pay three bucks a screw. So if you guys have any input onto where I can get them, let me I know. Prob- I probably have some here. Send me a message after the show with your address, and I'll see if I'll put some in an envelope for you. Now, now that's that's funny because I asked you a week after it happened, <laughs> and you and said, I, oh, "I don't know, I don't know, man." I was <laughs> probably like busy it. and blew you off, but I'm pretty sure I have some. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Honestly. Thanks, buddy. No problem. <laughs> All right. So, thanks for coming on, Sean <laughs> and Wesley. Thanks for coming on and talking about uh, the range and that, what's going on. Please let us know what uh, what happens in the future yeah. with the range. And, uh, yeah, wish good luck with your neighbors. Maybe, you know, throw a barbecue, invite them. I don't know. Well, if yeah, any- that's... That's part of it, right? We have a range cleanup day once a year, and we should, uh, and it's kind of an open house as well. We should invite them out, but like we've said, we've we've invited them out to our meetings now. As enticing as our 
meetings are. Like I'm yeah. pretty sarcastic. <laughs> <there. laughs> but <laughs> you know, like the, we'll try, we'll keep trying. But uh, basically, the RCMP has taken the stance that there's there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. I'm almost under the impression that even if we didn't want them there, they'd be there. <laughs> Because they need to do this federally mandated training, they need to train hundreds of cadets a year, and it's it's just going to happen. You know, it's going to happen somewhere, and it's going to be somewhere safe, right? They're obviously going to shoot into berms, right. so we're the only game in town. Yep, you are. And Kelly, you guys, outside of that, um, I just wanted to add, you guys have a great thing going on here uh, with with Slamfire. Keep it up, keep going strong. Thanks. You guys are doing a heck of a job. And I've I've been listening every week for the last three years. Uh, thank you, Wes. By the way, Wes was living with me when I was in Moose Jaw, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Yes, don't judge. Back when uh, we were just common law. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he he got me turned on to you guys when you were. Uh, he got uh, you turned on. Full stop. <laughs> we were going to edit that. He's coming on a little too hard to me, so I'm like, here, listen to these guys. Listen to this, because I don't like you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. More phrasing. <laughs> anyway, but no, in, in all seriousness, guys, you guys are doing a hell of a job. And uh, keep it up. You know, you got two, vet, two fans here who listen every week, and just keep it going, guys. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot. It's not, uh, it's not always without the drama, but uh, yeah, that's... Appreciate that. Thanks, guys. I, I must say, though, during April Fool's, Trevor, you had me going. Because I, I immediately texted Wes, like, Matt's done. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Wes is like, yeah, you're an idiot. It's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a lot of concerned messages over that. I just... That yeah. was awesome. I can't wait till we screw you guys over again this year. I'm not sure what we'll do, but... It'll be something. It'll be yeah. something. We'll figure you even it out. warned them, and you'll probably still get them. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Okay. But thanks for having us on. Hopefully next time we can be talking about something a little bit more positive. Hope if so we're too. ever on it. If there is a next time. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Well, thanks again, Wes and Sean, for coming on. No Have problem. a great night. You too, guys. Thanks. And we just wanted to say thank you once again to Sean and Wes for coming on tonight and talking about uh, the troubles at the range. And we're hoping that they'll have a, a good resolution. Uh, so we're going to go on to feedback, listener feedback. Who wants to read Keenan? How about Matthew? Yay! I won! Yay! Yay. All right, from Keenan. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the time to debate my idea of getting a twenty two handgun to practice with and a full-size 9mm handgun for competition. I took your advice and separated the two in my head. I agree with you guys that I will end up just shooting the 9mm full-time and not using the 22 for training. I know Matt wanted pics of the 22 that I buy, but that's on the back burner for a little while. Uh, but I did end up getting a new CZ Shadow 1 as Wolverine had them on for a really good deal this week. So all in all, I think I got a good handgun to introduce me to IPSC. Thanks for the advice. Keenan. Well, you're welcome, man. That's a good gun to get started off in Nipsick with, for sure. Killer gun. Killer Start gun. Off, I was just finish. talking with someone. <laughs> and yep. and speaking of, you know, what you can do is you can get uh, the CZ Cadet conversion kit, and then you can build, like, you can train with 22. I thought it was a SIG Cadet conversion kit. <laughs> is it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. The joke was we told him not to do that, and now I'm giving oh. him advice to do that. That was the joke. Yeah. But My bad. We'll, we'll, we'll just carry on as if yeah. I didn't say that at all. But Speaking there is a conversion kit for the CZ that you can get. Mm. But Speaking why? 
But yeah, why? Yeah, there's but no why sense. Don't do that. I was kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the feedback there, Keenan. We are happy that you took uh, our advice. You're the first one. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, you know funny. feedback and oh. taking advice, for, I don't know. I think it's a follow-up email. It's from Justin. Trevor, why don't you read that one? All right. Justin says, I, of course, have enjoyed all of the cast members for from the couple of years I have listened. Trevor has always been funny. I just specifically enjoyed Trevor's attitude in the last episode. P.S. Thanks for the range selection help. So Justin is the guy in Edmonton, I think, or uh, Alberta. Yeah, oh, there we go. Or Edmonton, yeah, we're trying to that push way. him towards it. A... Or Edmonton's in Alberta, so you're Whatever. correct yeah. either way, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of like a Patrick fits David and David fits Patrick. It's no, it's Gerald, not isn't it? No, that. <laughs> no Thank you, we're not going there. And uh, so, <laughs> Justin, I think you're funny too. There you go. If okay. uh, yeah. Remember the last time it was you were happy that Justin, you can now sleep at night because never mind. Because Justin thought I was funny or something. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Anyways. something like that. Yeah. All right. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do it. Uh, just fire off us. Fire us off an email. To fire us. at fire. us. Yeah. No, don't fire at us, please. No. Hold, hold your fire. Hold your fire. But you can send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. And you can direct, address it all to Trevor. <laughs> and we have iTunes reviews. We got none. I asked Stacy before the show, and she said, nope, nothing new. So, send us an iTunes as well. Uh, five-star ratings, that's what we want, but you know what? We we'll only take, take five-star ratings. We delete oh, come the Come on. Yeah, stop, Kelly. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, come on. Don't let the listeners think they have a choice. <laughs> well, they don't really have they a choice. They really but, don't. Yeah, you, I mean, listen, we're not Paul Carlson who says, I don't learn anything from fake five-star reviews. I need an honest review so I can get... No, that's, that's not us. That, e- stroke no. our ego. Do you yeah, think he really needs uh, that. Absolutely, he does. I know does he? he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Absolutely, he does. He's a nice guy. Us though, we we also mean it when we say we, we want five stars. Five stars. Yeah. yeah. Five stars. And if you okay. want us to improve, you should probably just listen to somebody else. That's right. If I want to learn <laughs> I'd go back to school. All right. So yeah, we do have 144 of them. So yeah, we never measured any other ones. So. We're keeping track of those. Uh, and, yeah, we'll oh, read them here. No matter if they're the funny stars. or not. Just the fi- just five stars? Okay. Yes. We'll, we'll, we delete everything yeah. out, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Shoutouts. Who's got one? I got uh, a couple. Uh, first one is to Jason S. Now, guys, we've hit the big time. Oh, God. Jason S. bought me a Donair. Wow. Woo! <laughs> wow. <laughs> really? That's, a, that's something, man. That's something. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a Donair. Yeah, Jerry Michalik. I don't know if people buy him Donairs every day. I don't Jason know. bought me a Donair. I don't feel him pretty good. What a Donair is? Oh come on! Hey, Jim, Jim, Jim on the Reloading podcast didn't know what a Putin was. Really? Mm. Really? Uh, yeah, but he's so, from one of those funny states. If I had a listener buy me a Putin, like I'd be like, that's it. The only gun guy who's had a Putin bought You'd for him. You'd be like podcasting royalty. Hmm. I'll make this. A, I'll make this a personal goal. Anyways, Jason and I talked about how he he bought a, a CZ Shadow SPO one, and we were talking about how CZ. how awesome they were. Zed CZ <laughs> SPO one. <laughs> so, what type of Donair was it? Like an East Coast Donair, or was it some you know? Ugh. 
You mean the uh, Middle Eastern? I don't know. Like I, I thought I was gonna go for the middle one because they had like the regular, they had the XL, and then they had like jumbo. And he's like, the regular one's pretty like a lot. And I'm like, nah, I'm gonna get the XL and fries because you're buying, and uh, it was way, too, <laughs> it was way too much. It was too much for me. I was embarrassed. <laughs> I couldn't finish the donair, and I barely touched the fries. It was you, just an embarrassing show. Did you drop any of it while walking upstairs? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Just to deal with a calf blowout or something. You and uh, you and me at the movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was this awful. is a story for after, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> oh right. yeah. And then the, then the other one I had, uh, my my range exec. Uh, like I wasn't at the the exec meeting, but apparently they gave our three gun club like a pile of, a, a a whack of cash for targets for this year. So we're going to uh, we're going to definitely up our target game, and uh, it's going to really help with having like a lot more targets, a lot more stuff to shoot at. So uh, kudos to those guys for supporting mm. us. All right, that's cool. it for shoutouts. Then guys, yep. yep. All right, Patreon supporters, we don't have any new ones. So we'd just like to say thank you again to Brian B., Dave J., uh, Michael B., Clayton G., Robert K., Colin H., Dave Z., Mr. Uzi. Uh, We also have Morgan S., Jason P., Dalton H., Jonathan S., Tyler A., Richard D., Rob B., Thomas S., Chad G., Kevin L., Ryan B., Adrian R., Mike R., Mark P, Justin D, Miss Stacy, Spencer C, um, Byron A, and James B. Wow, we got a lot of them. So good job. Yeah, we didn't actually so, add uh, Brian B. We did. I said I said his name first. Oh, you oh you're putting the new ones at the front and ah uh, oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. I was gonna say because for a dollar, I don't know if we should really <laughs> put him on the list. Uh, <laughs> I thought we weren't bringing that up. I. Oh, wait, I brought it up. <laughs> My bad. Wow, normally it's me that does that stuff. That's I'm, okay. It's funny I'm this a, way. I'm, yeah, <laughs> really. I mean, if you bring it up, it must really be bad. We need to give them a special name other than Patreon supporters. Patreonies. Yeah, Patreonies. The Patreonies. Yeah. Do you really like Patreonies? Let's That'd put a probably. vote out. All right. Oh, no, All in favor of Patreonies, say aye. 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 There's All against? Doesn't aye. matter because Trevor and my that's votes right. count and that's it. So, <laughs> I thought we weren't gonna read the whole list every week because it was getting long. We were just gonna, if there's a new one, we all right. We'd like to welcome blah 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 to the Patreon well, Club. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, well, from yeah. now on, only people named Mark and Brian, because those are the ones we have the most of. It looks like. <laughs> then, then we can just all the Brians and all the Marks stand That's over great. here. Yeah. A couple right. of Robs, you know. I don't know. What? Whatever. Yeah. Well, We'll, we'll read them out every now and then. But we still I think like it's important everybody. to, yeah. And thank you for supporting us. Yeah. Yes, it's very important that we support that we, you know, recognize yep. those people who are supporting us and making the show possible by helping us pay the bills. Yep. And yep. well, they get they, special content every now and then. We we got a special content coming out again soon, month. don't we? Yeah. Monday yeah. night we will have another show. We are we have our guest booked. I'll be doing a test recording with him tomorrow. Well, that's probably uh, a good he's idea. Yet. He's I'm yet to tell excited. us what our... Pardon me? I'm super excited to have him on hmm. the show. We're doing yes. that Monday? Yeah, we always do it. I'm supposed first. to be on the Patriot podcast Monday night. I think I double booked. Oh, you are. That's right. Okay, well, maybe we'll have to move it to Tuesday then. Oh. Or I could not go on the Patriot podcast. Uh, no, oh, yeah. Okay, why don't we talk yeah. about this after we're done recording, guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. That <laughs> yeah, sounds maybe. familiar. 
Oh, right. if you would have finished the show already, it would have happened. Yeah, yeah. this is on you, we're Kelly. Yeah, totally. Okay. All right, finish it already then. All right. So please join one of our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR, by their calendar, by the way. Or you can go to the CSSA or actually go to any of them because uh, it's really important to to support them because they really do support us and also check us out on gun owners of canada we have the thread there you can actually communicate with us there uh we post there our shows as well and listen through that so yeah and like us on facebook uh, <laughs> we're we're at 1557 right now i just checked before coming on we Not- have uh not no. nearly, not nearly as many likes as the other podcast I'm on. I'm just saying it hit two thousand. Wow, that's nice. Congratulations. It, yeah, I know, right? Awesome. Reloading podcast is winning. Okay, uh, they also have a bigger listener base, but hey, everything's a contest. Yeah, it is. For okay. That's right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. I'm not reading that whole list. Because we haven't gotten anything new. So I have a job for all of our listeners. Your homework is to send us some new stuff to put on this uh, partridge in a pear tree thingy. Great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I this mean, will not end until the end of the year. <laughs> or we could just go back to gold gold thumbs. Gold thumbs. That's uh, it. Gold thumbs. Gold stars. Stars up. Gold stars and thumbs Wait. up. Stars okay. are up. Stars. Uh, thumbs the, are gold. Thumbs. Yeah. The other homework that they have is start sending us uh, your stuff for Christmas. Yes. So, Maybe we want to know, know what you want for Christmas because we're we're sending every all of our listeners a package, right? We're sending everybody a package. Trevor, you're sending ammo, right? Trevor sending oh. ammo to everybody, every <laughs> single yep. person. That's what I heard. Yep. Good thing we only have two listeners, and one's me and one's Trevor. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew, right. Matthew, and I do every year. He gets me 500 rounds of nine mil, and I get him 500 rounds of nine mil, and we just here you go. <laughs> Where's our Where's our nine mil? Get your own. It's out of province. Yeah, out of province. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) I just make it. I don't need need Trevor's 9 mil ammo. He doesn't need my pity rounds. I do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Say goodnight, guys. Goodnight, guys. Goodnight, guys. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.